0: If you are listening to this podcast on Spotify or Apple podcasts, please do me a favor and rate this show. Do it right now. It takes like half a second. Whoever gave us one star fuck you forever. Please give it five stars or whatever you think is fair. Just having the ratings really help as we build up the studio and get more sponsors and do all of that good stuff. So it takes less than the time I've already been talking. So I'm going to shut up, but please rate this show if Hello and welcome to another episode of Broke Bitch Anonymous. I'm talking today about something that I don't really know how to touch on without sounding like a complete fucking asshole. So I think I'm just gonna go and if I sound like a dick, I'm sorry. Uh, I actually just recorded a whole 30 minutes and I'm just gonna trash because... I think I made some good points, but... There are bigger problems... Than not getting a Birkin. I understand that. I have personally dealt with a lot of those bigger problems. I am still dealing with those bigger problems as we speak. I openly deal with a lot of those bigger problems on this very podcast. And some of the biggest problems that I deal with, I can't even talk about on this podcast. So there's a lot of shit in everybody's life. I understand that. Not getting a Birkin, very low priority very low priority for the state of things in the world. And I don't say that to justify like to be kind of fake noble or fake humble or something like that. I mean, things are extremely fucked up right now. Like we're pretty much on the brink of nuclear war. I don't want to say that because it seems like people don't understand what's going on. Like my family is in Poland. I support Ukraine. I don't want nuclear war, but it's weird how like not every issue is like something for the woke mob to chime in on. Not every issue is something for that every celebrity should just blindly stand. Like we don't need to inflame this war or this issue more than it already is. We don't, I don't want nuclear war. I don't want any of this to be happening. There's a lot of very serious issues going on in the world. Inflation is fucking insane. Gas prices are crazy. I just put $50 in my tank and I got like half a tank. I swear to God. And I have a small car uh, I'm spending $50 on gas like every three days. I don't know what's going on. It doesn't seem to be getting better. I actually think it's getting worse. It was six dollars a gallon today. I had to drive somewhere else to find it for like $560 or something like that. $550. But it's a very weird time. It's a very weird time that we're in. Weird is an understatement. It's scary, and I hope I really pray that everything is going to be peaceful in the near future. I pray that, like, my family is going to be okay. I pray that, like, everything is just gonna be a little bit more chill and we are not on the brink of, you know, a recession or a depression or economic collapse or nuclear war, not to sound like an extremist, but if you look at the way that things are going it's not great. It's not great. And I can't help but look at it. I can't help but read about it. I can't help but watch YouTube clips about it. I'm sorry. That just I can't help it. However, I also can't help but obsess over stupid shit. And it was my birthday on Thursday, which is inconsequential in the grand scheme of things also. But since it was my birthday, a big birthday, a milestone, uh, I obviously made it about myself. It is about me, though. And I I started to think, you know, what do I want for my birthday? And the man who I have been seeing for the last, like, three months, pretty much ever since I got my heart just shattered into a million pieces and, like, vomited on and stomped all over and thought I would, like, never recover. And, you know, honestly, I haven't recovered yet fully. Like, I actually texted him this weekend telling him that I wish him the worst and that I wish I had never met him. So, at five in the morning when I was blackout drunk. So, clearly, I haven't recovered fully Uh, but I'm, I'm working on it. I'm getting there. I'm healing. Healing is not always pretty. Often healing is very ugly. Real healing can be really ugly, but I think that means you're making progress. So anyway, this guy who I've been seeing, we met last summer. It kind of organically happened. I'm grateful for him. He's been like very patient with me and I've vented to him a lot. And, you know, we went to Aspen together and... It's been cool. It's been kind of what I think both of us needed at this time. When I met him, I did not know that he was loaded. Like, I know that's going to sound like a lie. I didn't. I truly didn't know. I was at his house, which is a beautiful mansion. But his friend, who was also at his house, told me that the house was his friend's house. That it wasn't the guy who was interested in me, who owns the house. who I've now been dating for three months his friend told me that it was his house. Weird, but okay. But my friend had just moved in. Like it was like a housewarming summer party. So no, nothing was really there. Like when somebody just moves into a home, it's kind of hard to like argue with whose house it is. It kind of just looks like a bunch of boxes and really anybody could be moving in. So I thought that it was his friend that was super rich, but his friend seemed like, kind of weird and just not I don't know just something was like off about him and anyway the whole situation I was like they're those guys are weird like I'm good um but as time went on I realized that the house was actually the guy who liked me's house and as we've been dating you know I have not asked for honestly I haven't asked for anything anything big like the trip was his idea any nice thing that he's bought me, like the Chanel boots or whatever, his idea, like 100%. When I have tried to ask for things, I'm terrible at it. And I've usually just ended up buying them for myself because I don't like to beg. And I don't like to have men think that I can't do things for myself that I asked them to do for me. Like if I hint to you that I want a Chanel bag and you don't buy it for me, I'm going to buy it for myself so that like, you know what time it is, baby, and you go and buy me one next time. I don't know if that's how it works. I don't think that's really is. I think most men are too dense to even like put those two things together. But I just don't, I don't like to wait. I don't like to beg. And I don't like to come to anyone with my hand out. Like I can hint and I can get stuff from people if I want to, especially like rich older men. Trust me, I've played that game for a while now. I know how to do it. But it's not my favorite thing to do. And I I have spoken openly about how, like, I openly avoid, like, sugar daddy dynamics, sugar daddy relationships. I don't – I think men are providers and I want the man I'm with to pay for shit. Like, I also want to have somewhat of a career, but I think there's a reason why, like, men can't have kids and are wired to pursue their careers their whole lives. And women can and sometimes don't want to pursue their careers their whole lives. I get it. Like I'm here for men providing 100%. But I just don't like the dynamic of, you know, a sugar daddy, older man guy that you're probably not attracted to that you feel obligated to like sleep with or entertain in hopes that they give you something or I don't like that at all. Like I literally would rather go to the strip club and shake my ass like truly. So I avoid those dynamics because I think also when somebody is fully providing for you, in kind of that cloying, overbearing way that, like, a sugar daddy vibe is, they have so much power over you. And if you become too dependent on them, you put yourself in a really compromising situation also because, like, most of your autonomy is now gone. Like, if they're paying for, you know, everything from your cell phone bill to you living with them or that they've been paying your rent or whatever, like – if you become too comfortable in that situation and they take it away, you could be really fucked. I think the best thing to do if you find yourself in a situation where a man wants to almost over provide for you is like, try to get them to provide things that will improve your life once they're gone. To be honest with you, like even in this situation, the things that this guy has got for me and I eventually I have kind of like, it's not a transactional relationship. I'm genuinely grateful for him I consider him like somebody that is close in my life and and it just didn't start off on like a sugar daddy vibe at all the fact that he wanted to like buy me gifts and stuff once in a while and take me on trips nice I, I appreciate that after like being treated like fucking garbage and pretty much like begging a man if I could come over like it's a different it's a different vibe I'm into it. I'm also, by the way, so bipolar in my relationships. Like, I don't know how I go from like begging someone to come over and cook for them to where I'm at now, which I'm about to explain the full story. But it's something I need a happy medium because I can't keep bouncing between these two extremes. But anyways, let me take a sip of water real quick. I have not asked this man for very much in the months of us. Being together, Yes, he bought me some furniture. Yes, like he helped with my car insurance, blah, 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 whatever. But nothing major, nothing major. And not to be, you know, too pocket watchy, but like he has a lot of money. Like he has a lot of money. He has millions of dollars. He has several very nice cars. He lives in a mansion alone. He owns multiple businesses like he has a lot of money he also has over a decade of like life experience on me. Uh, he's had obviously more time to like, not to say that I'll be that wealthy when I'm his age. I mean, I hope I will be, but who knows, but he ha- he really has this shit together and he has a lot of money. So he asked me, what do you want for your birthday? I want to make it the best birthday ever. What do you want for your birthday? And I thought about it. And of course there are things I would be happy with there's a lot of things I would be happy with and I appreciate the things he's done for me already but what do I really want for my birthday and especially from you who like is telling me that you're about to buy a fucking five hundred thousand dollar Ferrari and I've been so supportive of you in so many different ways and done like free work for you and all this stuff what do I want from you I want a Birkin I re- I want a Birkin for my 30th birthday that's really what I want like to be completely honest with you, not only do I want it, I think it's realistic for you to get it for me because we've been to Hermes before together. We have a sales associate that we go to and if anyone is familiar to buy a Birkin from the, from Hermes, you need to have a sales associate that knows you, that likes you, that you've bought stuff from before, that you have a relationship with and that way when they get a bag in, you probably aren't going to have much say over the color or the size or any of that stuff, but they will... Find one potentially for you and let you know that it has arrived. That is how you buy a Birkin from Hermes. Allegedly, I mean, I've been told there's no actual wait list. There's no just backlog inventory that if you if you're some super wealthy famous heiress, you can just pop in and grab one. No, when they get it, they'll tell you if they fuck with you and if you have enough money, you can go in and buy it. And ultimately, while this process is, like, slightly excruciating, there's one sales associate that I've been, like, kind of trying to romance over the last few months. And it is a much better process and still much more affordable than buying one from a resale store. One, because you can guarantee that it's authentic. And, yes, there's places like The Real Real and stuff like that that verify that it's authentic and all that. So even eliminate that fear – when you buy a resold Birkin, you're paying way, way more. And I know you're already paying a lot, so who cares? But I care. When you buy one from the store, from Hermes, they start at like nine, ten thousand $10,000. That's the price of like the higher end Chanel bags. That's a lot of money, but it's feasible. And it's feasible for someone who is buying a Ferrari. It's feasible for someone who I know has spent much more on his other girlfriends. Not that I'm like every situation is different. I understand that. But $10,000 when you have millions or tens of millions, it's not that much. Even for me, I could go if, if the lady called me right now, I could go and buy it. Like you, everybody should even have $10,000 stashed away somewhere just in case, not just in case somebody calls you with a Birkin, but just in case some shit happens in your life and you can't work and you have to like Live your life for a little bit, you at least you should have ten thousand dollars. But anyway, it's a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money, you know what I mean? So that's how much they start at from Hermes. If you go to a resale store, you're looking at paying like two, three times the price. So a 2021, I now I know all the different variations, and I will spare you guys, but there's like different leathers and different shapes, and blah blah blah. Uh, a 2021 version of a Birkin say you bought it for 10,000 a lot of those same ones are being resold for 20 or 25,000 down the street at a store called the real real that's crazy 25,000 dollars is a lot of money that's not 10,000 dollars obviously that's a lot for literally the same bag so I told him I wanted a Birkin I thought it was realistic I actually went back to Hermes several times so that the sales associate who had helped me before would remember me and remember that I was with him thinking that when he came in to get me my Birkin, she would remember him and that he would be smart enough to figure out how to get his hands on one and and get me one for my birthday. So the last time I went into Hermes, and this is why I really thought I was getting one. The last time I went into Hermes... I bought this bowl. It was stupid, whatever my sales associate was there, but she was busy helping someone else, so like I was dealing with this other woman, but I had actually already paid for the bowl and ordered it online, so all I really had to do was like pick it up but the the woman was still really rude and just the first thing she said to me was like only the buyer can pick up the item, and I'm like, bro, like I am the buyer, like I know that I'm you know I don't look like a millionaire right now, but I bought it like why are you being rude to me why are you like ignoring me and then she unwrapped it in front of me but like just in such a rude way I don't know if that makes sense but you know when someone's just doing something and you can tell that they just don't want to do it that they're just kind of doing it like just wasn't helpful she didn't answer my questions she wasn't like she didn't stop when I said that it was like smaller than I was expecting she didn't offer to help she was rude So when I left, I texted my sales associate there who I only said hi to, but like she didn't actually help me. Um, you know, that I had just come in to pick up a bowl that I ordered online and to like, that my birthday was coming up and to just let me know, you know, if any bags were coming in. And I mentioned that like the sales associate that helped me was like rude. And I know maybe that's like a bad thing to do. And I usually wouldn't do that, but she was like really mean. And it kind of, Maybe I've become too invested in my relationship with my relationships with just like fake sales associates because, I mean, none of them are very nice. As soon as you walk into the store, as much as we live in like a very woke society now where you're not supposed to, you know, say anything even mildly offensive to anyone or even like glance For too long and anyone as soon as you walk into a luxury store like Hermes all of those rules just go out the door and you can just feel them judging you you can feel them judging you on like everything you're doing or have ever done and everything you're wearing and how you know the back of your hair looks fucked up and your extensions look cheap and your makeup is like fucked up you can just feel them judging you like I literally feel them judging me It's like every socioeconomic rule that you're supposed to follow in life, which is just like be kind to people and like don't be a dick, just like completely goes out the window. And suddenly it's like your tax bracket is written on your forehead or something. I don't know. It's like they just I feel like they look at me like this bitch is broke. And even if she's not broke, like she's going to act like she's broke because she's broke like in her her, like, she doesn't come from money. She doesn't own a Birkin already. We don't know her. Like, she's new here. That's how I feel they look at me. So maybe I should, like, stop assuming that any of them like me, even remotely. But I texted the one sales associate that had been nice to me in the past, who I was still kind of am, hoping tells me that there's a Birkin in store for me tomorrow, which I doubt it, but whatever. I just told her that the one sales associate was rude. And so and she didn't reply. She didn't reply for two days. So I decided to project my own idea of this the situation, which was that she was trying to hide the fact that my friend had come in and bought me a Birkin and she just didn't want to give anything away. Add to the fact that the guy who I'm talking about also like owes me like twelve hundred, thirteen hundred dollars for something that I put on my card that he said he would pay me back for, but like hasn't paid me back for still. Um, and when I was asking for my money back, don't judge me, okay? I know I'm like, he's a millionaire, and he and then he owes you money. you you guys are probably like, what the fuck? Your story is not adding up. It was something that I thought was like a small thing, and he he usually sends me money like right away. I I know I sound like Anna Delvey, but I swear he usually wires me the money right away. <laughs> I swear. And uh Anyway, so I just put the thing on my card and it was something for me that he said he would pay for. So I was like, and he wasn't with me. So he's like, just put it on your card. I'll, I'll send you the money. I'm like, okay, no problem. Thank you for paying for it regardless. So he owes me money. And that was like two weeks ago in the week, the interim, right before my birthday, when I go to Hermes, the lady is being weird to me, just rude. And this other sales associate is ignoring me. And I'm asking him if he could wire me the money, if he could send me the money, because I kind of need it. My birthday's coming up. Like, I'm going to have to, you know, pay for my birthday dinner. I'm going to have to do this, that. I mean, even if I'm not going to need it, like you said, you would give give it to me. So please give it to me. Him, instead of sending me the money, says, don't worry, Claudia. Just don't stress. I promise I'll make it up to you 10 times. Okay, well, what is 1,200 times 10? That's a Birkin that's a Birkin. So in my mind, there's no way that I'm not getting a Birkin for my 30th birthday. Like it's pretty much sign sealed. I'm getting it. It's mine. And because I've been drinking too much manifestation Kool-Aid, I'm already thinking like, it's already mine. I just, I'm, I'm, I just have like, I haven't, you know, I have to like go claim it or like whatever bullshit, whatever the language of manifesting is. I'm like, it already exists in his mind. And like on my birthday, I'm going to go and like, it's going to be in my hands. Like it's already mine. So I'm getting a Birkin in my mind. I'm getting one and I'm so happy. Like I completely forget about the $1, 12, $1,300 that this man owes me. I forget about like all of the times I've gone into Hermes and they've been, they've just treated me like some, I don't know not even, like, to say, like, gum on the bottom of someone's shoe or something dramatic like that, it doesn't even do it justice, but, like, just inconsequential, like, just bullshit. They make you feel like you're never gonna be in that elite circle of owning one of those bags, and, of course, when people say you can't have something, it makes you want it more, so it's almost like a like a masochistic relationship or something like that, where the meaner they are to you, the more you end up wanting to belong. So I was so excited going into my birthday dinner. I like, yes, still had a mental breakdown on the way to dinner because they gave away our table because we were late and it was just like very upsetting, but it's fine. Uh, I was still stressed out because like a lot of people at the dinner didn't know each other. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, everybody was still having a good time. I was still stressed out because like, I thought I was going to be picking up the bill at the end of the night. And like, I wanted to make sure to be honest that like people weren't going too crazy with the drinks because where we were out wasn't cheap. And I, I hate inviting people to dinner and then the bill comes and it's like, okay, well who had the socket and who had the blah, blah. Like, no, if I invite you, I'll pay for it. Unless somebody just puts their car down and it's like, I got it. Happy birthday, but you can't expect people to do that. So anytime I'm hosting something, anytime you're hosting something, it's just different. Even if it's your birthday, especially if it's your birthday, it's a little bit more stressful. You can't fully enjoy yourself. But I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, my Birkin is coming. They're probably going to bring it to me like at before dessert. Like, you know, he's probably just being coy. Like, that's why he parked so close because he's going to go get it. Like, amazing. Amazing. And I'm so happy, not only because like, I think any woman any girl who is remotely into fashion, once you start to understand like when you're a young teenager when you're a young kind of preteen that's kind of when I started getting into fashion you don't really understand like the hierarchy of different designer bags like I used to think that like coach was the same as I don't know Chanel like honestly I, I didn't get it uh and once you start to understand like okay no coach is not Chanel like. Gucci is not Balenciaga, like, you see the hierarchy of everything, and I'm sorry if I'm, what I'm saying just sounds so stupid, it is, but, like, it's also, it's just, it's, it is, but it's not, you know, if you love something and it makes you happy, just go for it within reason, but ever since I started to understand, like, the coveted prestige behind what having a Birkin symbolizes, like as a kid, I was just like, I want that. Like, that's like, that's the, that's the best of the best. I am the best of the best. Like I need it. I need that. And as I've gotten older, I've realized like, I still very much need that, but I've also realized and tell me if I'm crazy. I feel like when you get a Birkin from a man, it's like the closest thing that you can get. That symbolizes, that publicly symbolizes that you are wifey material besides an engagement ring. A Birkin, other than maybe like a luxury car or obviously like a house or certain things, is like for a, by the way, a fraction of the price or a house of a house or a car or something like that for $10,000, $15,000, the starting price of Birkins, you are that bitch. Like, you are Jada Waita. You are fucking whoever you want to be. You are that bitch. He Birkin bagged you. Like, there's a reason why it's called, like, Birkin pussy. There's a reason why every rapper talks about, like, they're either not buying that bitch a Birkin or they're gonna buy that bitch 20 Birkins. Like, There's a reason why Kanye bought Julia Fox and all of her friends Birkins. It's the ultimate, it's the ultimate fuck you to every other girl, I think, that didn't receive the Birkin that maybe you were dealing, maybe the man was dealing with or talking to. And it's just the ultimate status symbol of like, I'm actually, you know, I'm actually really messing with this woman. Like, there's not many other things that you can buy somebody that symbolizes that. And I realized that I don't even feel this way about the man I told, I asked to buy me the Birkin. Like for me, it's still very lukewarm to be completely honest, but I guess I was getting ahead of myself, but I also just thought everything else in the checklist of my 30th birthday and what I wanted and the idea of getting a Birkin lined up. And I'm just sick of like, Going through, I mean, none of us are getting any younger, but I think I just wanted that validation of like he like got me a Birken bag, even if I wasn't fucking with him like that, he was. He got it for me. I know that probably sounds like sick, but that's the truth. But anyways, as the night went on, and dinner finished, and we went to a lounge, we went to a bar, and this and that, and I woke up super hungover. I realized. I was not getting the Birkin. No Birkin was incoming. He was just being weird and not paying me back because he was being an asshole. The lady at Hermes was just ignoring me because she was just ignoring me. Uh, No Birkin was on the horizon, is on the horizon, dare I say. And of course, as I sit here today, I am currently scheming and debating if I should just buy one for myself. I'm guessing I should if I can afford it. Arguably, I can't, but I can, you know what I mean? But I can't, but I shouldn't. But there's also something not sad about buying one for yourself, but because I think it is this status symbol of like being loved in a way. I mean, why spend your money when you could spend his, you know? Why buy it for yourself and you could get somebody else to buy it for you? But once you hit 30 and you haven't gotten it yet, Maybe you do just buy it for yourself. I mean, the guy who... So, Birkins range in price from, like, $10,000, then there's ones for, like, $40,000. Actually, Kylie Jenner right now is selling her Birkin bags, which is wild to me. For, like, how much? One is listed for $60,000. There's another one for, I think, forty five. dollars I don't know why she's selling them. I mean, to, to Kylie Jenner, who's a billionaire, I'm assuming that she doesn't need the money i don't want to make a joke about you know the World lawsuits but it is weird that she's selling her birkin collection i think and if you want to check where she's selling them she's selling them on kardashian closet which is like this website that the kardashian family or the people that work for them run where they just sell their clothes so yeah as i'm sitting here once again birkinless for my 30th year of life on this earth i don't want to get ahead of myself and like buy myself something that's going to stress me out financially and I think there's also something to be said about lifestyle creep where once you start every time I make money my assumption of what I can do with that money expands so like now for example that I have my Audi I want a range like I want to upgrade I want a Range Rover now that I have this like townhouse I want you know, different furniture, and then I want something bigger. Like, it's so hard to just be satisfied with where you're at. And I think that's why so many people, I mean, most of the country just ends up in debt because it's like we're always told that once we've achieved, like, once we've just started to make a little bit extra money oh, now you can have this other nicer thing that you've always wanted. Now you can have this nicer thing. And it's like, you end up getting caught in this never-ending cycle of wanting things and debt and working to pay off the things that you already bought. And it's just not a good way to live, I think. I mean, ultimately, even the influencers that you see, and I'm telling this to myself as much as I'm telling it to other people, even the influencers that you see online, with Birkins, or whatever other designer bags or designer items, they are victims of lifestyle creep, absolutely. But also, most of them are broke to some extent. Even if they have, you know, clothes that are worth a lot of money, even if they live in nice houses, they're... I mean, it sounds crazy to say they're broke. Am I being too extreme? I don't think so. Because even the big influencers that I've met, that I've been around, that I've worked with, at the end of the day, most of them are freelancers. They're freelance workers. They don't even know half the time where their next check is coming from. So even if they have money in their bank accounts, face-to-face in person, they're going to act more broke than they seem online. Like, I was working with a woman once who, I will never say who this was. I was working with somebody once and they would brag about how rich they were all the time. And I, one of my closest friends works with somebody exactly like this. They brag about how rich they are. They show off their money. They show off all their designer shit, their nice cars. But when it comes to paying you, when it comes to paying the people closest to them that are actually making all their shit happen, you're not getting paid you might get a cash app here and there for like $400 because they already put that $400 on your card and they owe you, but you're not really going to get paid. A lot of it is a facade. And so I'm not in a huge rush to like become even more of a victim of lifestyle creep and buy something that I can't really afford just for the sake of like showing off to people that arguably don't Like the internet, that it doesn't really matter, you know, even if it's fun to get attention on TikTok or Instagram, even if I have content ideas of things I want to do with it, like it doesn't really matter. But at the same time, I want what I assume the feeling will be of owning one, if that makes sense. And there is this whole thing about how, you know, they're good investments and they're, the the price increases. I I made a note where the value of Birkins allegedly has increased 500% in the last 35 years. That's an increase of 14% per year. So that's actually more than like most stocks and whatever. I mean, the price does increase. It's not a bad place to park your money, but do you have any money to actually park? Is it, does it matter? Not really like, the most expensive bag, actually, and this is, this is maybe the best summary of where we're at. The most expensive bag that's ever been sold was a Birkin, um, that sold to a man, like, a sports better, a, just a, a dude, who bought it for content, and it sold for half a million dollars. It's just, this guy, he's, like, this chubby guy who lives in Vegas, who is a sports better, and he was like, a yeah, guy, just bought it for for the photos. I bought it for content. Fuck it. So I guess that's probably the perfect summary of all of it. And maybe it's not so sad to buy yourself a Birkin, I guess, (laughs) if he did it. Unfortunately, and I think this goes for most things in life, pretty much anything in life. If you have to ask, the answer is probably no. If you have to go make a whole podcast debating whether or not you should or shouldn't do something, you kind of know deep down in your heart that the answer is no. But at the same time, there's something to be said about projecting who you want to be onto the world. As much as I always say that I walk around looking crazy most days, like in sweatpants with my hair not done and whatever... And that is very much true. I would love to add a Birkin to that rotation, to that already wild look. And I think that's ultimately because I just feel like when people see me with a Birkin, and I know that this is really reaching here, but try to come with me. I feel like when they see me with a Birkin, they will think that I am... Not necessarily special, but special enough. Does that make sense? I think deep down, like I'm confronting this fear recently that I, and I don't think that this is true. I mean, I'm hoping it's not, but that I've done too many things in my life at this point to really be considered like wifey material, like after, if you guys saw the little Dirk interview on Million Dollars Worth of Game, where he said that he he wiped India because she had like a low body count, like two bodies or something like that, bro. If that's the qualifier, like I'm out of the game. <laughs> I do not have two bodies. I'm sorry. I wish, but like that is just not the reality. And then. You know, add on the fact that I'm a stripper. Hopefully I can start saying that in the past tense soon, but for now I still depend on it in large part to pay my bills. Then add on the fact that I have a podcast that is very confessional, that I've talked about a lot of shit. Then add on the fact that I've done other big podcasts that I've talked about dating men with money and stripping and all of these things that I think a lot of men would not want their woman to be saying out loud. Then I add on the fact that I used to do OnlyFans. Then add on the fact that I'm older. Like, we can add on a lot of facts here. I can keep going, but for my own ego, I'm gonna stop. But once I start sitting with these things and confronting them, I start thinking like shit. Like, fuck. Am I Fuck? Am I fucked? Will I ever find a husband? Like, I'm genuinely asking. And while I don't see an engagement ring popping up tomorrow, a Birkin once again feels like the closest thing that publicly symbolizes to the world that you're wifey-ish. Am I reaching here? And every day, not every day, but I am regularly forced to confront this. Like, there was a guy today that I was talking to. I will not say how we started talking because... It doesn't matter. I'll get there. Trust me. I'll get there. But there was a guy I was talking to today. We were just texting. He's like, what's your Instagram? He asked me for my Instagram. I sent him my Instagram knowing damn well that as soon as I sent my Instagram, like the dynamic of the conversation would change if it even progressed at all. If he didn't just fall off the face of the planet, if he didn't just block me straight after that So I said on my Instagram, so I'm just like, fuck it, bro. Like, fuck it. I'm not going to hide who I am. I'm not going to delete. I'm not going to try and erase who I've been. Honestly, as much as people always talk about rebranding yourself, I think I've realized I don't believe in rebranding. I don't believe in trying to, like, scrub away the person that you were before. Because at a time, like that person was who you thought like that was the best version of yourself at a time or at least what you thought was the best version of yourself that was you and even if you try to erase that version of yourself from the internet that person will always come back like there's this great Joan Didion quote about how you should keep on like nodding terms with the people you used to be because if you don't they'll come like banging on your door at five in the morning demanding what happened or something I'm butchering the quote but if, and I'm sorry to quote Joan Didion. I know it's stereotypical for like a white lady who loves Joan Didion, but I do love her. But it's a great quote. And I think it's true. And I think it's very applicable to this idea of rebranding in the digital age. And as much as I have considered, well, I haven't even really thought about it in any serious way, to be honest, because I don't believe in it. I don't believe in like I'm not going to archive the posts of me stripping. I'm not going to archive the posts of me living in New York wearing half fake designer with a bloated ass face because I was like a fucking alcoholic doing OnlyFans. Uh thinking I looked super hot. Actually I looked bad as like I bad in a bad way. Like I didn't look good. Uh I'm not archiving it. I'm leaving it because I'm evolving and I think that there's value in not hiding who you are. Like if there's anything that I take pride in, it's like being exactly who I say I am. What else is there other than being exactly who you say you are? So anyway, not to get too existential, but I sent this man my Instagram and as predicted, he did not reply. He did not say anything after that. And I'm like, okay, okay, here we go again. Like, Either it's the guys who fuck with you because of your Instagram and they look at you as just somebody to fuck, or it's the guys who see your Instagram and get completely scared off and either categorize you as like a hoe or some something. I don't know what, I don't know exactly what goes through every person's mind when they look at my Instagram page, but I just have noticed a pattern like when people. Asked for my Instagram, they change up. They do. And so I guess I just thought that if I got a Birkin on my birthday, even if it wasn't from a man who I see as my future husband, it would erase those fears at least for a moment. Like, as much as obviously Birkins don't erase the problems that are very much there. I think they erased them for a minute. I assume. I mean, I've never owned one, but that's my best guess. And I want to leave it here because I was watching something the other day on TikTok of this girl whose boyfriend just got a bonus and who took her to Target. And Target TikTok is a whole, it's a whole thing Target is a whole thing, honestly. And until I moved to America, I never really understood, like, the appeal of Target. Until I hit my late 20s, kind of 30s, to be honest, I never fully even understood the appeal of Target. When I became a homeowner, I understood it even more. Like, it just has, it's like a nicer Walmart. And I think when I have kids, I'll appreciate Target even more. Target is where like all of your middle-aged consumer dreams go to heaven. Like you can just, it is consumer paradise. You can buy your PJs, any kind of clothes that you don't need, everything you don't need and everything you do need. I get it. Target TikTok, love it. Love watching it. So I was on TikTok watching this girl go to Target with her boyfriend And she was so fucking happy. Like, literally looked like he was taking her to, I don't know, Bali. Like, I don't know, Fiji or something. Like, she was so excited. And I was like, okay, girl, like, I get it. Target is cool. But like, you're so happy. Like, that's crazy. And you know, in those little TikTok videos, they usually show what they bought. You know, you show off your haul at the end. So she's showing off what she bought after her her and her boyfriend are just sort of walking through the aisles. He's trying on a pair of like cargo pants and they're in the electronic section and they're making jokes about the strollers and having a kid and they they look happy I I mean it's cute I'm happy for them genuinely they seem like nice people I'm not I'm I hope I don't sound bitter like they actually seem happy and I'm enjoying watching this and I'm hoping some of the energy is rubbing off on me for my future boyfriend taking me to Target like that but so I assume because she's so ecstatic I assume that They bought a bunch of shit because she's saying he got a bonus and all this stuff and she's doing the haul and she's showing what she got and literally this woman got like two toys for her cats, like some, I don't even know, I can't even remember what else, like some small bathroom product and like a coloring book or something. Like the smallest things that you could possibly think of is what she bought. And she was so happy. She's like, he was so, that's so generous of him. That's so sweet. And you can tell, you know, by their house and stuff, like, it's not like they're millionaires. But I'm not saying that we should be happy with less. Like, I think everybody deserves trips to aspen and fiji and chanel boots and all of that like if that's what you want i think that you should have that but it was kind of a reality check of one i think the expectations that we have been told to have from not only social media but you know music tv shows the whole luxury market just society as a whole like everything luxury tiktok all of it the expectations we've been told to have are usually largely unrealistic and what is more realistic is this is this video that i'm watching of this girl whose boyfriend took her to target and he bought her two cat toys and she's very happy would i be happy no i wouldn't be fucking happy but that is more realistic. Our expectations have been, my expectations have been just shot straight to hell. Like they are not realistic. And maybe there's some benefit of being delusional and being not realistic. Because if you're delusional for long enough, maybe some people actually get what they're delusional about. I guess it's just the bigger question of what should you expect a man to do for you? Should you expect him to just take you to Target once in a while? Should you expect a Birkin? I expect a Birkin. I don't know. I mean, I'm not even talking to the guy who I thought was getting one for me and didn't right now. That's probably my bad. And that's probably a bigger red flag about not being wife material than any of the other things I listed before. But I think it's a valuable question worth asking.